0: Welcome, everybody. Come on in and have a seat at the table and get ready for another serving of seasoned crime. My name is Jasmine Nicole, and just like every week, I am here to tell you a story about a minority. This podcast is about the outcast. Uh You see what I did there? (laughs) I'm here to tell you guys the stories that you've probably never heard of, or if you have heard of them, you may not know the full details. I look for the cases without boundaries of race, religion, sexuality, just to speak on the stories that deserve to be heard, that deserve to be front page news, just like others out there. Today, we are going to go into New York. We're heading out to the Bronx, to be exact. The crime in this story was so catastrophic that a law was put in place almost immediately to try and stop it from ever happening again. Today's minority highlight is Leandra Rosado. Lenny Rosado was a single dad raising an 11-year-old daughter named Leandra Rosado. Lenny was a security manager at a hotel, so I'm sure he wasn't always available to spend as much time with his daughter as he would have liked. I do have to pause and just say... On behalf of all who have or are currently raising children on your own, I salute you. No matter what anybody says, being a single parent is a full-time job in itself, and I know that personally, so um, how that feels. So shout out to single parents out there. It's hard raising a child, especially the child of a different gender at a preteen age. You want to give them the freedom to start figuring out who they are, but you also have to still go out of your way to make sure that they're protected and safe and that's exactly what Lenny was going through. Leandra was a beautiful young girl who just wanted to hang out with her friends. Leandra went to public school 11 in Chelsea, New York, and she had quite a few friends. It was said that she was such a fun spirit. Leandra was your average preteen girl who loved hanging out and having all eyes on her. She enjoyed dancing and music and art as well. So on Friday, October 10th of 2009, When Leandra wanted to go spend the night with her friend, Brittany, her dad had no problem with her going. Brittany's 32-year-old mother, Carmen, was the, she was the fun mom. She was all for getting the kids together, yet still enjoying herself. I couldn't get any specific clarification exactly on why, but the Bronx was where Carmen liked to go. Um, I think she, she had family out there. She had some friends out there, so that was her hangout. I'm not sure of the exact location of where, but she decided that before going back to her house with the kids, that she would take them along to roughly the 30-minute drive to the Bronx. They hung out there for a while, and after a night of enjoyment, Carmen gathered her crew for the night, and they went back to her house. Keep in mind, for all Lenny knew, is that Leandra was at Brittany's house this entire time. Lenny wasn't aware of any Bronx trip or additional trip. All was well, though. She made it back to Brittany's house, and they enjoyed their normal preteen friend sleepover. They enjoyed each other's company so much that Leandra wanted to stay another night. Carmen agreed, and so did her father, Lenny, so Leandra went back home for a little bit to grab some more clothes, just so she could go back to Brittany's house. Once she had refreshed herself and got her bag together, Lenny ended up deciding to take her to Brittany's himself. He was going to work anyway, so it was no big deal for him to just drop her off at Brittany's apartment on West 20th Street. As Leandro was getting out of the car, Lenny did the typical father move. He handed her a little bit of cash, gave her a hug, told her he loved her, and he let her go. Lenny drove off to work, not knowing then that it would be the final time that he would see his daughter alive. So I'm not exactly sure if it was a special occasion or or if this was just a normal sleepover for them, but there were quite a few other girls that came over to Brittany's house too. Carmen had all the girls over, but there was also a family gathering going on with her family in the Bronx, so she wanted to go out there, and it was no big deal to take the girls out. Carmen decided that they would all get in her Mercury Sable and go back to the Bronx again. If their family gatherings are anything like mine, the fact that she had a group of kids with her was no reason for her to miss out. I'm sure that there were other kids their age there, but even if there wasn't, there was enough of the girls in just Carmen's car that they would get together just fine. Like a lot of other adult gatherings, there was alcohol being served at this one. Carmen herself, well, she was a cognac drinker. I'm not exactly sure how long they were there at the function or exactly how much Carmen had to drink, but it was enough for her to be visibly drunk by midnight. Carmen had seven girls between the age of 11 and 14 that she was responsible for, and she was ready to leave and get her and the girls back to her house. Some of the other people that were there at this gathering were telling Carmen not to worry about driving and that her and the girls could stay and they would figure something else out instead or maybe someone else would drive them, but she didn't need to drive. Even her son's father was there as well, and he told her that he didn't want her going anywhere. It was so bad that he ended up just grabbing his young son out of the car. Anyone who's ever been drunk before, who's been around drunk people, has all experienced the person who's like, no, I'm good, like, I'm good, I'm not that bad, I'm not drunk, I've had a few drinks, and that was Carmen that night. She was so convinced that she was okay to drive that she sped away as soon as her son's father grabbed him out because she didn't want anyone else to try to stop her from leaving. She was so confident that she was fine. As she sped off, she jokingly asked the girls to raise their hand if they thought they were going to crash like everyone else was saying. Saturday had turned into Sunday, and shortly before 1 a.m., Carmen and seven young teen girls were crammed in her mercury sable, making the trip back from the Bronx. As they reached West 96th Street, Carmen was going extremely fast. So fast that by that point, the girls were getting scared. Her own daughter, Brittany, was yelling at her mom, begging for her to slow down. However, Carmen was so inebriated that she ignored those remarks completely. She was going almost 70 miles per hour in a 50 mile per hour area. The vehicle crashed and overturned on Henry Hudson Parkway. The vehicle crashed with such impact that pieces of the vehicle were later found in a tree near the scene. There were so many people crammed into that vehicle that it was impossible for everyone to be wearing a seatbelt, and Leandra was one of the girls without one. And sadly, she was deceased within minutes of the crash. There were many other injuries as well, but just one fatality. Another notable injury that occurred was by another young passenger named Yazel, who ended up having a minimum of 11 surgeries and is now walking with a cane. Kayla Sanchez was another girl in the vehicle who suffered a broken arm and some bruises. There was a host of other injuries, including Carmen, who did suffer a broken bone. A field breathalyzer test showed that at the time of the accident, Carmen's blood alcohol level was 0.12, against the legal limit of 0.08. The accident occurred October of 2009, and only a month later, on November 18, 2009, the Child Passenger Protection Act, also known as Leandra's Law, was signed into law by New York Governor David Peterson. This law makes drunk driving, which is proven with a blood alcohol level above the legal limit, an automatic Class E felony if there's a child in the vehicle who is aged 15 or younger at the time. Breaking this law holds a prison sentence of up to four years and fines between one and $5,000. Breaking this law also comes with an automatic license suspension of 12 months once found guilty, and once the license is able to be reinstated, the driver must have an ignition interlock device installed in their vehicle for the first six months of driving, along with some other stipulations. In the first year the bill was in place, it led to 661 arrests across the state of New York. Lenny Rosado, Leandra's father, played a huge role in getting this bill passed. He became a spokesperson for drunk driving after the accident. Carmen's case went to trial August of 2010. It was so emotional for everyone that was involved. Leandra's family and friends showed up with shirts and pins with her smiling face on them. Carmen's lawyer and her family insisted that she wasn't the monster that she was being portrayed to be. Carmen spoke up, saying, I did not intentionally set out to harm Leandra or any of the other girls. If I could go back in time, I would. I am not a monster. I am a loving mother who made a terrible decision that caused the death of a wonderful child. I know that I must be punished. Her attorneys did ask for a little bit of leniency, saying that since the incident, Carmen had attempted suicide three times. The district attorney said that there was no amount of prison time that could ever take away the pain of the Rosado family completely. Carmen pled guilty to manslaughter, drunken driving, and a few other miscellaneous charges. During the trial, Supreme Court Justice Charles Solomon believed that this was a tragic situation for everyone involved, And he wouldn't go for the max out of the 5 to 15-year possibility. However, he had to make sure that the severity of the situation was understood and that enough time was being given to deter others away from doing this. He said himself, It's not about revenge. It's about justice. Carmen was sentenced to 4 to 12 years. After the trial, Lenny stood in solidarity with Carmen's family. Lenny agreed that it was a tragedy on all ends. And he said he was satisfied with the ruling and the sentencing, but that still didn't change the fact that he had to go home that night to an empty house. He said that no matter how loud he speaks about the effects of drunken driving, Carmen still has her family there yet. He doesn't. He said, I'm sure she's very remorseful for everything that happened. I believe everything came out when she spoke today and that she spoke from the heart. With all of that being said, Lenny wasn't just willing to sit back and let things be. He committed to being there every single time Carmen comes up for parole to make sure that she does serve the maximum amount of time possible. Just adding in some thoughts from my own on this completely tragic situation, but of course for Leandra and Lenny, it it goes without saying that this was terrible to drop your child off at a friend's house, to let them stay. And something so innocent ends up being the last time that your child is alive. And not even that, I think just as a parent to know that you weren't there with your child when something like that happened, that is an unimaginable pain. And I would not wish that on anybody. For for Carmen, I wholeheartedly believe that she deserves everything she got. Let let me start there. Um, everything that came to her, she deserved after the fact. But I, I truly also believe that if she could go back in time and change it, she would, that that was not her intention at all. I I don't know. No matter, I mean, no matter what happened that night of October 12th, life for neither of these families was ever the same again. And there was nothing that anyone could do to change it after that happened. So, That was the tragic story of the tragic death of Leandra Rosada and how Leandra's law in New York came to be. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Season of Crime. Don't forget to follow us on IG. Also remember to rate and subscribe to the show. Make sure you save so you get updates each week when we drop the new episode. I appreciate you all for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Season Crime. Today's episode was researched, edited, and recorded by your host, Jasmine Nicole.